You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Our guest today specializes in helping elite athletes enhance their performance. What can we learn from these Olympic and PGA athletes and from the psychiatrist who helps them train? Welcome to the ReachMD Book Club. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist in Boise, Idaho. Your host and with me today is Dr. Michael Larden. Dr. Larden provides psychopharmacologic consultation and performance enhancement for Olympic athletes and a variety of other professional athletes, including PGA Tour professionals. He's also an associate professor at UC San Diego. Welcome to ReachMD. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Lunt. It's really a pleasure to be here. It was wonderful reading your book. Your book is called Finding Your Zone, 10 Core Lessons for Achieving Peak Performance in Sports and Life. And, you know, Mike, you've distilled perfecting the zone into several universal lessons, and I was hoping you could share some of them with us today. Well, sure. I'd, I'd like to do that, Leslie. And the first one that comes to mind was back in college in 1981, Sitting next to me was a gentleman, and I looked down at his legs, and he had veins going over his kneecaps, and I really thought he had some type of phlebitis. It was Eric Hyden, who had the year before won five Olympic gold medals, and he ended up being my lab partner, and actually, to, to this day, he's an orthopedic surgeon for the Olympic ski team. But what was so interesting about Eric in that era was the way in which he related to doing anything, whether it was pursuing a career in medicine or continuing an athletic career. And I think that was what was really salient was when he was my lab partner, he would talk about that he wanted to race bicycles, and he was very clear that his power output was such that and that he could compete at a level that would take him to the Tour de France. And I thought that that was really quite amazing that here's somebody who wasn't a professional bike racer that really saw a way in which he could achieve this level. And really what was remarkable is that he didn't see any obstacles. Sure enough, between classes he would train on his bike, and two years later he won the United States Professional Cycling Championship and then went on to race in the Tour de France. But what was so interesting about Eric was the way in which he related to his desire. Most of us dream to do something great, but we don't really follow through on it. Anything Eric dreamed, he went and really went and got it. He never saw obstacles, and it was the way in which he would transform his desire to will which I thought was absolutely fascinating. You tell a great story in the book about going bike riding casually with Eric Hyden. Well, well, in that story, yeah, we had several of us had, had gone down the backside of the mountain to the Pacific Ocean. And when we were coming home, the funny story is we were running out of gas and a friend of mine, she was quite upset. And I said to Eric, this is an enormous hill you're really going to create some problems for me personally. And what he did is he stopped the bike and took a tire tube out and on a very steeply pitched hill that you really had to kind of walk your bike up while you're on the pedals, he attached the tire tube from the seat of his bike to her Georgia's handlebars and he just towed her straight up. And what was so funny, at that same time, there was another couple there and the wife said to the husband, look at that, honey, you know, why can't you tow me up like that man? Meanwhile, you saw these giant legs. His, his thighs were 32 inches at the time, 
and we were all laughing if that poor man only knew that his competition was, you know, five-time Olympic champion. That's right, and Eric Hyden. So the first principle is don't see any obstacles. Well, yeah, and really what you desire, that goal has to always be attached to what you do. Like with Tiger Woods, and I've had the opportunity to, to observe him up close many times, Almost everything he does is designed to help him perform. And I mean everything from his nutrition, the way he sleeps, the way he recreates. So when you really want something, you must always keep it in the forefront of what you do each and every day. And that will help you incrementally get closer and closer. And this is discussed in the chapter of the book called Transforming Desire into Will. Okay, so desire into will. What else can you teach us? Well, I think another interesting concept that we see with elite performers, and I've seen this with Tiger many times, is to be able to differentiate what are controllable variables in your life and non-controllable. So if we want to take the microcosm of golf, you can hit a great shot and you can have that ball unfortunately end up in a divot and you don't really have any control over that. Now, if you want to take that emotional energy and get upset, you'll expend that energy and it'll detract from your performance. But if you can see that you've done the best with that particular shot and you accept the circumstance, then you're ready for the next shot. And life's really no different. I mean, there's a saying we have in our hospital, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. I think there's really a lot of truth to that. And that concept I embody as the concept of mental hygiene. Do you, do you think in ways that help you or do you think in ways that are negativistic and hurt you? And to pay attention to that. So I think that's a very big concept. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be one that would be particularly easy to translate into patient care. So, for example, helping patients lose weight or stop smoking. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of these concepts are based on, you know, cognitive therapy principles from Aaron Beck and, you know, just some good common sense. And I think another interesting concept is, I pull from physics is activation energy, and we, we all know at 451 degrees, or at least when we took biology, that we can ignite wood. And, you know, we rub, we, if we think of the example of rubbing two sticks together, we might rub and rub and get to 450 degrees and they don't ignite and we give up. But it's that little extra that takes us over the top, that activation energy, that if we're willing to persevere a little bit more, all of a sudden you reach the next level. It's like working out. When you first try to work out, it's very hard. The inertia and getting it going is difficult. But if you can do it on a consistent basis, then it becomes somewhat easy. And this is another concept we share with athletes in terms of training and people in regular life when they're trying to achieve something. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Michael Larden. We are discussing his book, Finding Your Zone, 10 Core Lessons for Achieving Peak Performance in Sports and in Life. Now, Michael, what else have you learned from athletes that we can translate into life and especially helping our patients? I think that the basic principle is that what it takes to perform well in sports is really no different than what it takes 
to perform in life. I don't think there's any secret. I don't think there's any magic. I think it's really a matter of having some vision and hard work, perseverance, preparation, and then understanding that to really achieve anything, you're going to have to incur some difficult times, but keeping your motivation honed and if you keep working hard at something and working with a good focus, and as we talked about earlier, this idea of mental hygiene, we can go on to build confidence and perform under pressure, and we can achieve great things, all of us, in many domains of life, not only sports. In your book, you tell a wonderful story about Jimmy Shea. Could you share that with us? Sure. Jimmy Shea is a skeleton racer. That's kind of like the bobsled going head first at almost 100 miles an hour. And what made his story really remarkable was his grandfather was an Olympic champion, his father was an Olympian, and he was a third-generation Olympian, and he was slated to be a contender in our last Olympics to win a gold medal. Seventeen days before the Olympics, his grandfather was killed in a tragic automobile accident. And, of course, you know, this was very difficult for Jimmy to deal with. But he took this kind of anger that we we all feel when we lose a loved one, and he did a great thing with it. He, He took the picture from the funeral and put it in his helmet. And in the final race in in the snow in Utah, he went down and he won the gold medal by five one-hundredths of a second. And after that race, and it was on the cover of USA Today, there's a great picture of Jimmy Shea holding up his helmet and holding up the picture of his grandfather. And why that example, I think, is so important, it's a great example how we can sublimate really a negative energy and turn it into something positive to help motivate us. And we all have the capacity to do things like that. Now, as you know, Dr. Larden, many of our listeners are primary care physicians. And, you know, certainly in psychiatry and in primary care, we struggle with this on a daily basis. People that seem stuck in their life, that are unable to seemingly break out of the bad habits, overeating, drinking, etc., smoking. Any advice on how we can better help them? Well, I mean, I think that's why our culture, in our culture, we embrace athletics because that's a stage in which individuals model these great performances and the vicarious message is that we can do it also. Now, maybe we can't win an Olympic gold medal, but if our quest is to get control of our diet or take better care of ourselves in some way, and we really create a vision and define that vision and then carefully define what steps it takes to get there and never release that goal, that we all have really a much greater capacity to do many of these things than we might imagine. And I think that's the lesson that sports often teaches us, and that's why we're all so inspired when we watch great athletic performances. You write about the Nike slogan, just do it, and talk a little bit about some of the neuroscience behind that. Tell us about that. Well, you know, the idea is the athlete performs the best when they're almost unconscious, and in other acronyms for being in the zone or other names are he's playing unconscious, he's out of his mind. We know that when we start to think about what we're doing, we don't perform as well. For example, take just riding a bicycle through some cones. If I tell you, you know, ride the bike through these cones, it's really not a big problem. 
But if I start to talk to you technically about riding the bike through the cones and how to pedal the bicycle, then all of a sudden, if you become conscious of it, you'll find that you'll make mistakes. So similarly, it's a little bit of a trick because you're out there performing, but you want to just let it happen. You want to trust your instincts, and that's when we do best. Mm, Absolutely. So you can't think too much about it. Well, there's the old Zen saying, those who think do not know, and those who know do not think. That's a good one, and we can stop there. Thank you so much for being on our show today. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much, Leslie. We've been speaking with Dr. Michael Larden and discussing his book, Finding Your Zone, 10 Core Lessons for Achieving Peak Performance in Sports and Life. I'm Dr. Leslie Lent. You've been listening to the ReachMD Book Club on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening. 